This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Don't be rude. No, I'm not going to give you a question. I'm not going to give you a question. You are fake news. Well, it's quite the news conference today. President-elect Donald Trump held first since uh, July of last year. Anyway, welcome to this hour of the program. Rob Breckenridge with you on a very busy Wednesday afternoon, 403-974-8255. Uh, I don't think Trump had planned this news conference after learning about these reports yesterday of intelligence briefings and what Russia might be up to, but it certainly provided a fascinating backdrop. Uh, The president-elect lashing out at Twitter about some of these stories. It was CNN who first reported this, and it was a CNN reporter you heard uh, Trump admonishing there. It was Jim Acosta he refused to take a question from. Ironically, he ended up taking a question from a different CNN reporter later on. Uh, But that was right after he referred to BuzzFeed as total garbage. Now, there's some pretty meaningful distinctions between what CNN was reporting yesterday and what BuzzFeed did. CNN reported on a two-page synopsis that was apparently presented to both the current president, Barack Obama, and the president-elect, Donald Trump. Part of that, including allegations that some Russian operatives claim to have compromising information on Donald Trump. Now, NBC News today suggesting that while the uh, two-page synopsis was prepared that maybe it wasn't presented to trump or obama so that that's also a significant difference but this uh this entire dossier of memos with some pretty wild and explosive allegations cnn did not report on buzzfeed however published all of it and a lot of it is pretty salacious some of it if it's true is pretty alarming So this comes, of course, on the heels of reports from the U.S. intelligence community about Russian hacking in the lead up to the election last year, whether Russia was trying to tip the balance in the election one way or another. Uh, And all of this coming as Donald Trump is about to be sworn in as president. Joining us for more, very pleased to welcome to the program here today, Eli Lake. He's a columnist with Bloomberg Views. Eli, good afternoon. Welcome to the program. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, So much to to talk about here. It's uh, been a wild day already so far. What, What stands out to you, though? Well, I think it's it's significant that you now have the president-elect acknowledging that he thinks that Russian hackers um, stole the emails uh, in the election, and that is that's that's now becoming a, a consensus judgment. It's not just U.S. intelligence community. Yesterday, uh, Trump's nominee to head the Department of Homeland Security, General, um, General Kelly, also said that he had high confidence in those conclusions. Um, and increasingly, it's looking like you're getting a lot of Republicans who supported you know, Trump uh, saying that, including the chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee. Um, so establishing the basis or the facts of it, considering that Trump had been sort of holding out on this for a while, um, is, is very important. Um, I don't know what to make of a lot of those allegations that were printed in BuzzFeed. Um, I, I would say that, you know, I think it's, it's unfortunate to blame an entire news organization for one, if it is a mistake to publish it, given it's unverified. Um, you know, there's been a bit of a pile on there. Um, but, you know, this is something that has been circulating around Washington for a, a while. I never got the actual dossier, but people have told me about it. And, you know, I can tell you that 
these are these are very difficult to confirm, and that's one of the reasons why people didn't go with these stories. Yeah, do you see it as ironic? And I think it cuts both ways that uh, those who who now all of a sudden love Julian Assange and, and WikiLeaks, uh, they don't like what BuzzFeed did. Conversely, those who are gobbling up what BuzzFeed published, uh, they're not big fans of of Assange and WikiLeaks. Yeah, I mean, to a certain extent, um, you know, because the, the because this is an anonymous source who's relaying information from other anonymous sources, and it has not been verified, and it is defamatory. All of that, to me, is um, a little bit different than publishing um, State Department cables, for example. But that said, you know, the private emails of the Clinton uh, campaign and other um, leading Democrats, you know, I think that was, you know, an extraordinary violation of the privacy of private citizens and a foreign attack on a major political party to influence the election. That, that's a serious thing. There should be, I think, more um, of a response from the U.S. And hopefully now that we've established those facts, we can start to see the beginning of, um, you know, a more, you know, sort of sane approach to Russia. And, and the irony here, of course, is that in terms of policy, Trump's idea that, you know, it would be a good idea, you know, if we all got along and we could cooperate on things like ISIS. Well, that's pretty much been the Obama approach for most of his presidency in the two terms until recently. Yeah. Uh, as for whether there, there's anything here, now CNN suggesting that this dossier was prepared, or, or the synopsis of the dossier was prepared, and that Obama and Trump were briefed. Now, they, they wouldn't do that, I guess, if they didn't believe that there was something there. NBC, though, reporting today that maybe Obama and Trump were not briefed on this. So what do we know for sure at this point, if anything? Um, well, I have I have heard from my sources that, that there was a briefing on sort of a summary of some of these allegations. And, of course, the concern here is that if the Russians really do have compromising information on the president of the United States, that's not only unprecedented, that's a very dangerous scenario, because it would mean that they would have some sort of ability to blackmail or coerce, you know, the leader of the free world, which we certainly don't want. But, you know, that said, um, you know, in some ways, uh, I, I, I find it almost, I mean, all of that said, I should say that, you know, the Russian intelligence services collect what they call compromise on every major politician, also journalists and, and leading human rights activists. I mean, this is what uh, their intelligence service does particularly, but lots of intelligence services do this. Um, and we usually don't see that. This is uh, sort of an example of a story that's coming out of the shadows. Um, and that does not necessarily mean that that those people are compromised. It means that you have intelligence agencies that have actively tried to collect embarrassing information. Well, look, Donald Trump is going to have to uh, work with, coexist with the U.S. intelligence community. His, his suggestion maybe that they were deliberately leaking information to undermine him, uh, that doesn't bode well for that relationship. They need to have trust in him. He needs to have trust in them. Uh, are, are there some, some concerns on that front uh, going into to the Trump term? Well, I mean, as a journalist, I'm in favor of more leaking. So sure. um, I, I hope they don't do that. But, I mean, this is, you know, this, is, this happens to every president. I mean, there will always be uh, this. This is, this is always going to be a problem. I mean, it, it's, the intelligence community is vast. There are a lot of people who, when you see reports like this that are briefed, um, lots of people in Congress get it. And this is sort of the way of the world. This is how things work in Washington. So... I, I don't think that that's, that's particularly new. He's going to have his own leadership in place at the CIA and the Office of the Director of 
of national intelligence. And when he does, it will, it will be up to them to um, try to impose uh, more discipline on the organizations. But I would just say good luck with that. Uh, lots of people have tried before and failed. It's curious, too, because it seems that there are those on the Trump team, and I guess that might include his, his nominee for Secretary of State, Rex Tillerson, who seem prepared to go further and say that they more or less accept what the intelligence community has found regarding Russian hacking. And uh, they, they seem to go further in condemning Putin than, than Trump does, although he started to get there today. Is, are there differences of, of opinion within the, the Trump camp, or, or why do some seem more willing to take a, a firm line with Russia? It's unclear what Rex Tillerson is willing to say about uh, Russia at this point. I mean, he, he was all over the map. I've been monitoring this hearing all day. There was a moment when Marco Rubio and the senator from Florida was pressing him on, you know, the uh, total war approach and uh, bombing of civilians in Aleppo, which the Russians have done directly, asking Tillerson if he thought Vladimir Putin and the Russian military uh, were war criminals. And he could not answer that. He did not. He chose not to answer that question. On the other hand, uh, he acknowledged that it was completely um, awful and inappropriate for Russia to annex Crimea, and said that he would have uh, provided. He, he favored providing Ukraine with defensive weapons if a ceasefire falls apart. I mean, so there were there was a sort of mixed bag in a lot of his responses. Um, though I would say I don't think he's doing particularly well in this hearing. Um, you know, he's run into some trouble when he was asked about. Exxon's lobbying against sanctions. He suggested, he said that he did not, he said Exxon did not do this when, you know, there was a lot of evidence that they had. Well, it's certainly going to be uh, an interesting few weeks ahead. Now, regarding the, the story of this, this dossier and some of these allegations, where, where do you think that story goes from here? Well, I mean, there will, news organizations will continue to try to confirm it, but some of it is, is sort of unconfirmable. And if you look at, I mean, some of these allegations are like, you know, it seems like really far-fetched. I mean, we know, for example, that Trump is a germaphobe. Um, it's been well-established. And, you know, one of these things involves urination and another thing was yeah. going to a sex party, but everybody else at the sex party, it says, was compromised, either paid off or made to disappear. This stuff sounds like spy novel stuff, and, I, and, and things in, in Russia are pretty bad. So I don't want to underestimate that. At the same time, um, some of it seems a little bit too good to be true. Um, the stuff that I found more credible in that dossier was not really about Trump at all, but rather the response of the Russians um, to the election, which seemed to, to actually um, cohere nicely to the narrative that was in the official U.S. intelligence community report on this. So in that respect, um, I, I, I think this dossier has some bad information and some good information. And it's tough to figure out what's this question. Well, where would you come down on the question? I mean, did Russia want to tip the election in a certain direction, and did they make attempts to do that? And were they successful? I think it looks now that Russia did try to interfere in the election. I think that, you know, the story that the intelligence community tells is that at first they really wanted to just discredit Hillary Clinton, and then later they attempted to um, sort of use, you know, build on this operation to advantage Trump. And... You know, we just look, if, if we accept that the Russians hacked the emails and distributed them through WikiLeaks and other websites, then, and they, and they had maybe some regional parties, as we now know from Comey, uh, information, they did some hacking of, of, of local Republican parties that could have maybe been damaging, and they didn't, they chose not to release that, then that 
that that answers itself, right? I mean, that 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 looks to me like they were trying to advantage Trump. Add to this that Trump himself, throughout the campaign, had said things that were extraordinary in the context of U.S. policy towards Russia. He questioned Article Five commitments in NATO. He um, at one point said that they had not annexed Crimea. Um, he talked about how Putin was a strong leader. Um, all of those things, you know, given. Russian behavior in the last just two years, let alone 10 years, um, was really eye-opening. But, you know, obviously you would be delighted if this guy was the president of the United States uh, if you were Russia. So I, I do think that the, the, the preponderance of evidence is that they tried to interfere in the election and they did so in favor of Trump. But that said, I don't think that Russian interference is the reason why Trump won, and I think that that's really important to get out there, too. Yeah, that is an important point. We'll leave it there. Eli Moore at uh, Bloomberg.com. Appreciate the insight. Thanks for joining us here. Thank you for having me. All right, take care. Eli Lake, uh, columnist, contributor to Bloomberg Views, Bloomberg.com. Our number here, 403-974-8255. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.